Hey, listeners, welcome back to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Emily Ahrens, and this week I'm joined by my special guest and psychic network friend, Whitney McNeil. And we have such a fun and lively conversation. We get to chat about spirit guides, specific spirit guides that you can use and connect with to grow your business, as well as mediumship. And get this, I have a mind blowing moment at the end because I realized that something I said, I don't do this ever, I actually do it all the time, unbeknownst to me. So much fun, really validating, really fun conversation. I know you're going to step away with a lot of great inspiring ideas and really excellent tips on how you can better connect with your own spirit team. In the show notes, we also have a link to Whitney's planner. So you're going to want to make sure to open up the show notes, grab that planner. It's a free download and you can get that right now. If you enjoy this episode, do me a favor, take a nice screenshot right now before you listen and share it over on your Instagram stories or your feed and tag me and Whitney at Emily Aarons and at Messenger of Spirit. Without further ado, let's get into that juicy episode that you're about to listen to. You're listening to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I'm your host, Emily Ahrens. I'm an entrepreneur and highly sought after energy healer with over two decades in practice. I'm a mixture of high vibe energy and cutting edge strategy with a little dash of unfiltered real talk, making this the one and only podcast that gives you a down to earth approach to business and spirituality. Tune in each week to get out of the stress of overworking so you can build a brand in alignment with your soul's purpose. If there's one thing I've learned the hard way, it's that you have to stop looking outside yourself for the answer and start looking within. We all have a unique path and it's time you start trusting in yourself. The truth is you already have everything you need. You just need to learn how to access it. Now, let's dive in. It's time you experience business and soul alignment. Well, hey, listeners, welcome back to the Aligned and Unstoppable podcast. I am pleased and excited to be joined by my friend Whitney McNeil. Did I say whip me? Whitney. <laughs> <You> did. <laughs> so great. My, my mouth just shut at the wrong time. Whitney McNeil. Hey, friend, thanks for just laughing along with me. It's fine. And I brought Whitney here today because she is a fellow business owner, entrepreneur who is wholeheartedly guided by her intuition. And she helps to teach other spiritual folks how to use their intuition in a various ways. But before I chop up your bio, I would love for you to introduce yourself and how you got to this place and today here on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me first off. And it's always fun to talk with you and talk with your spirit guides and my spirit guides who knows what's going to come through. So I love working with spiritual and ambitious souls who really want to live their purpose through their career. And I truly feel that the way and to do that, to save so much time and to feel aligned is through your intuition and working with your guides. Years back when I was really young, I started to see spirit and I could not make sense of what I saw. I mean, it was so vivid that I actually had my parents check for footsteps in my room because I swore that there was a man there good news. It wasn't a human person, but bad news. I still didn't know what I was experiencing. So throughout the years, I became really interested. I was really open. And then at one point, Emily, I got so freaked out because I saw a woman with red hair and a pink shirt sitting on the edge of my bed. And I screamed out loud, you're dead, go to the light. Like I didn't know what else to do. And from that point on, I shut off my skills. I shut off my intuition. I just didn't have anybody to talk to, to help me understand it. So years went by, I got way out of alignment, went down the wrong path, lived my life based on what other people thought was best for me, not paying attention to anything I wanted to do. Didn't have confidence in myself and all that. Then it got to a point where I was in a health crisis and my aunt, I believe this was her intuition said, 
hey, we're going to take you to this place in Arizona for alternative healing. And I went, I had Reiki sessions. I had shamanic healing. I opened up my energy. I saw other practitioners talking to their spirit guides and creating a positive impact in the world. And my health changed so much so that when I went back to my doctor, I told him about what I experienced. And he said, you need to learn how to do this for others. I was like, all right, that's a slap in the face. Like go do this. Okay. And here I am. So I wanted to be able to teach and to help other people understand how to talk to their guides without the fear and also understand how it comes in for them. Because just because I saw spirit doesn't mean someone else will see. They Mm. might experience it through feeling or knowing or in their body or hearing. And that in a nutshell is what I like to do and why I do it. I I really love that. And even when you share that story about the redheaded woman, like my whole body just totally lit up. I was like, this is so significant. Everything in me was like, ha. And so you said you couldn't went off and lived your life, but I know for me, I did healing for a very long period of time. And there were some periods that I did it more on the side that I was working a quote unquote real job. And, you know, did that happen for you too? Or did you just go straight into your healing career? So I was still working a full-time job and I hated it. I really (laughs) did. I was working like 10 to 12 hours. And I knew with my entire being that I wanted to do something in this realm, in the spiritual realm and help others. But I didn't see anybody else that started a business like this. So I I kind of didn't know how it was going to happen. But of course, my spirit guides led me to people, led me to opportunities, led me to situations. So I actually started my business part-time. So I would work my 10 to 12 hour job. And then I'd rush over and drive to my office 30 minutes down the road, like eating dinner in the car to do my healing sessions or to do my readings. And I loved it. And then I'd also do that on the weekends. Now I got Mm -hmm. to a point where I was very exhausted because I was working 900 hours. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I had asked my guides. So one of the things when you really work with your guides, I said, Hey, please create these opportunities for me. Cause that's one of their main jobs. So please create more opportunities. I really want to do this full time. My family wasn't really supportive of it. I mean, they love me. They were just fearful. I think that that might be the case with most entrepreneurs, but for me, especially in the spiritual world, it was like, I don't know if you can do this, Winnie. And I just really leaned into my guides and I said, tell me, just kind of take over when I need to quit. Emily, I (laughs) walked out of my job, drove the car, never came back. I mean, it was just like one day my body kind of took over and I was like, gotta go. That is not how I would ever recommend to anybody to quit a job. I mean, and that's really not my personality. I would want to give people notice and I'd want to leave on good terms. So here's what happened when I did that. The company that I was working for actually said, well, we still want you to work for us, but from home for the rest of the year. So I still got income from there. And my part-time business really went full-time literally in a couple of days. Wow. It was like, I don't know if the Google algorithm changed or <laughs> what happened, but on, honestly, it's your spirit guide telling you this is your time. Because I had this limiting belief. Nobody's going to see me for appointments in the middle of the day. They're only going to see me in evenings and weekends. That was just a limiting belief. Well, yeah. And <laughs> you know, I, I just stopped doing evening and weekend stuff. And then of course my business has pivoted and changed. And I only do uh, teaching full-time now through classes and programs, but it's so beautiful when you really work with your guides, especially in your business, when you're making those scary pivots, you're making big life changes. Your guides are like, we've got you, you know, just trust the process. It's just us who wants to second guess it and say how it's not going to work when it really will work. Totally. So let's go into guides because you know, to be able to just essentially speak to your guides and say a prayer, like, please just like make this transition work is like great in theory for a lot of people in practice. It's not so clear and cut and dry. And I feel like we have very similar personalities in that way where like leaping really isn't such a big deal, but for a lot of people who take calculated risks and who are maybe like risk averse, it might seem like, 
yeah, no, that's nice for you. But instead, I think I'm going to overthink it for a little while. So can we talk a little bit about how to make that transition to connect with your spirit guides a little bit more clearly for people who are new at this Mm -hmm. and to maybe define like, what is a spirit guide for them if they're new? Yeah, absolutely. So a spirit guide is a guide that you have this contract with and you can acquire spirit guides for different reasons. I'm going to just talk about the personal spirit guides we all have. So generally we talk about two to three, we talk about two to three guides. They guide us, they teach us, and they protect us. And this is in your personal sector. Most of the time we have these guides before we incarnate and we have negotiated a contract or perhaps they are a spirit that we've known before and we need to finish out some sort of karma or something of that sort. And so they are guiding us through our life. They help us with those feelings and knowings. They will also teach us. They will also guide us to teachers, literally, who you need to learn from in classes. And they will take you on astral visits, which a lot of people think are dreams. But really, it's often your spirit guides taking you to learn something or taking you to process something. We also have protector guides as well. When I found out that I had a protector guide, like, whoa, my mind was blown. Oh, I don't have to be fearful of whoever's coming to talk to me because my protector guide will help filter that out. So those are our main guides. When we work with our guides, their main goal is to help us stay aligned to our path and our purpose. And this can be with career, with relationship. All these things are helping us raise our vibration, become lighter, learn more and grow. I always tell students that work with me, I would love for you to just take five to 15 minutes every day to talk to your guides. And the number one reason why people don't connect to their guides other than fear is they think it takes too much time. They think that they have to go on a mountain somewhere and meditate for an hour, or they have to sage their room and everything has to be perfect. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. I mean, ideally, yeah, you can clean out your energy in your room, but like, you can still talk to your guides five yeah. to 15 minutes. Yes. Then what I'll say is tell your guides all the things that you're grateful for. Thank them. Ask them any questions that you might have and tell them what you need help with. Then clear your mind and then let the messages come in in those five to 15 minutes through your intuitive language, through mm-hmm. seeing, hearing, feeling, or knowing. And then when you continue to do this, You start recognizing your intuitive messages more. You start forming a rapport and relationship with your spirit guides. They start becoming on the same page with you. And so many times, Emily, I hear people say, well, I don't need to talk to my guides. I just know what I need. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like red light, let's turn around. (laughs) And one of the examples I'll say is if you had an assistant that you never talked to, but your assistant saw that you drank coffee every day, your assistant might ask you, Hey, what do you need help with? What kind of coffee do you like? And you don't answer your assistant's just going to try to give you the coffee, but you might take your coffee with stevia and with oat milk. And your assistant's like, I see some sort of sugar and I see some sort of milk. So here's cow's milk and three packets of sugar. It's not going to necessarily be the same. So talking to your guys is really, really imperative. And when you do that, you form this bond and this relationship and it is like they're old friends. Mm-hmm. So for folks who are starting out too, I, well, I have a side question I'll get to in a second because it's not like not leaving me alone. But the question I want to start with is for folks who are new to using their intuition, new to speaking to guides, you know, we just, you mentioned your intuitive language. So seeing, hearing, smelling, sensing, knowing, and for the folks who, you know, I, I am, I'm very clairvoyant. So usually things come faster visually and I attract a lot of folks who are claircognizant. And so they have that knowing. And so I might describe something. You're the same. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
So like, it's really challenging for my clients and my community, probably yours too, of being like, I can say the words like, oh, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm watching, but you're like, I'm not getting anything except you are because you know, like, you know, like, you know, but those claircognizant folks are always like, let me check the data. Why do I know this? I don't know why I know this. Hold on. I don't think I know this. So any advice that you could give the folks who are listening, who are claircognizant? Cause I know you're here. <laughs> Yes, I know you're here too. So I talk about the seer, which is seeing the owl, which is hearing the empath, which is feeling and the channeler that just knows and experiences it in their body. So with a channeler, I want you to give yourself permission that you don't have to see, hear, or feel. And one of the main problems that channelers say they have is I'm not getting like an external validation. I just know things and it sounds like I'm talking to myself or a thought just pops into my head or something of that sort. So one, give yourself grace of, you know, I don't have to have it come in a specific way. I'm going to love the way it comes in specifically for me. And I'd love for you to move your body. The more you can move your body, whether it's through walking, whether you want to dance for five minutes and just kind of get your energy going, breath work, that's going to help you feel more confident and get your energy to flow. And sometimes when I say clear your mind and meditate, it might not work for you. Go walking, Mm -hmm. like move your body, pace back and forth, you know, as you're listening to the meditation, that's okay as well. Those things help get the energy flowing. But some of the great exercises that I teach channelers is writing. So what Mm -hmm. I'd love for you to do is when you're talking to your guides, you can ask a question and then just write down the first thought that comes to mind. You can also do this with talking. If you have a voice memo app, then just say the words coming out of your mouth and don't try to make sense of it until later. And this helps your body release the energy and also release the flow. Now, another thing that you can do as a channeler is to use your body as a pendulum. So you're really connected to spirit. So ask spirit a question such as, you know, show me what it is in my body when it's a yes show me what it is in my body when it is a no. And then you'll start to understand more of the language coming through in your body, but taking care of your body, letting the energy go is important. And then one last thing I want to share, this can feel so disconnected, but it is. Let's say that you have a decision to make and you are tired. You're like, I can't get up. I am slow today. I just can't get moving. I'm just feeling kind of, uh. that's an indication that's probably a no, even though you might feel like it's not connected. The opposite is when it's a yes, you might wake up and feel so inspired and energetic. Like you've got energy going for days. That's when you know, okay, something's a yes here. So mm-hmm. pay attention to your body. I remember I was going on a hike with my husband And I was getting ready to walk down the path and my body just couldn't move anymore. So I'd turn around and go a different path. And I don't know what was at the end of the other path. I just know my body would not let me do it. (laughs) And my body, when I left my job working full time, it was a channeler response. I didn't Mm -hmm. see, I didn't feel or hear. My body just got up and left. I was like, what (laughs) the F is going on with my body? It's a channeler response, but they find themselves, Emily, in places that they will say great words of wisdom to people. Mm. And the other people go, oh my gosh, you just gave me so much inspiration and insight or wow, you just gave me all these ideas. And oftentimes the channeler is like, I did, (laughs) I don't know. And so no, that is your intuition coming out. It's just so innate that it's hard for you to recognize. Yeah. And I love what you said about using your body as a pendulum. And I've just started getting more into muscle testing. And that is what I've been doing with, you know, whether I'm going to be doing this offer or this launch, or is this price or this client and using my body? Because a lot of times, you know, we'll have that instinctual knowing, but then we can be like, well, and we can convince ourselves to make, you know, him and haul about something, but truly these are different tools that can save you so much time and wasted energy and probably money in the long run when you can just start to tune in right away. So my side question that just came back up again is 
I remember very vividly this one guide who showed up, announced his name, spelled it out severely in capital letters so I could see it and hear it, and then gave me this like dope slap and then was like, peace, I'm out. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. Okay, that was rude, but also I get it. Like it was very clear message. And for this particular guide, he shows up and that's his energy. Like he just comes Mm -hmm. in to just like yell at me for a second and then he leaves. And I don't feel like I don't feel his presence. I don't work with him most of the time. So what would you say to that? Is that just like, I need that dopes up when I need it. And that's when he delivers it. I would, if it ever makes you feel uncomfortable, you can always talk to your guides and let them know, but every guide has a different personality. So some guides are super chatty. Here's my name. This is, you know, what it is. And then other guides are like, uh, names are not my thing. That's like an earth plane thing. Like I just, you know, you can think of me and when you visualize a symbol or you can just call me whatever. And also extroverted people tend to attract extroverted guides, introverted people tend to attract introverted guides. So whenever I used to do readings, I would love this person. Like, you know, you just meet somebody and you're like, oh, I could totally go to coffee with them. I'm really, you know, feeling engaged with them. And then I'd sit down and do a reading and it was like, peep, you know, like chirp, chirp, here's a (laughs) message, chirp, chirp. And it's because they were very introverted, but the more that I would say something and it would resonate, the more they would open up. So your guides have different personalities and you know, I have guides that even have different accents. I cannot for the life of me try to do an accent. Mm-hmm. However, when I'm channeling a guide, I might have a New York accent all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I could never do it consciously, but there it is. Or <laughs> I've talked like I was from Australia, had an Australian accent before, so and funny. I could never consciously do it. So it's so interesting to see how they come in and it's like, Emily, here, this is the message. You're like, are you listening? Cool. I'm I'm I'm, I'm out now. <laughs> yeah. Really that's that's that reminds me of when I lived in Spain for a study abroad and I started to have an inner dialogue that was in Spanish, but I couldn't understand what I was actually saying inside of my own head. And I'm like, this is just so rude on so many levels. I have no idea what I'm actually thinking right now. So maybe one of my guides was actually a Spanish speaking guide and I just hadn't quite gotten there yet. Yeah. You can have guides that come from different countries that will help you translate as well. So I used to do readings where the person I was reading could not speak English. And so they would bring in a translator. And so I would say something and we would go back and forth. And a lot of times, whatever I would say would answer their question of the person that didn't even get it out yet. So you can also bring in a spirit guide for translation, but what's even cooler, I don't want to say cooler, but another thing that I wanted to say that <laughs> I think is cool is that you also have guides for your business mm-hmm. and you have guides that will help you in marketing guides that will help you in PR guides that will help you with creating your offers. And we tend to think of our personal guides and teachers then when we get interested in intuition, we get different guides. We get interested in mediumship, we get different guides. We start our business, we get different guides. So oftentimes we just attract them when we need them. Many of us healers have healer guides. And I would only see one of my guides and he had this stoic energy. He never talked to me. So your guide at least talked to you. <laughs> my guide would never talk to me. And I would see him vividly when I was doing Reiki sessions. I was like, fantastic. But I didn't get that rapport. Other guides, super chatty. Yeah, that's great. Hey, listeners, I had to jump into this podcast episode to tell you about something I've been totally obsessed with, which is Everyday Dose. It is a beautiful alternative to coffee. And if you're like me, I would start my day with coffee and little by little, I'd be adding more and more cups, which would then result in a midday crash headaches from withdrawal if I wasn't having coffee and an increased feeling of anxiety. So if these are things that you two are up against, I would definitely recommend checking out Everyday Dose. So I've just become an affiliate because I love it that much. I'm literally obsessed with it because not only does it have real coffee in it, it has lion's mane, chaga mushrooms, L-theanine, and collagen. So the reason why I have switched 
from my regular coffee to use an everyday dose is because it's helped me to feel like my brain is alert, I'm functioning, but without the crash and the jitters that coffee kind of comes with. It's delicious. It tastes like coffee. So if you're kind of a coffee snob the way that I am, you don't have to lose that love for coffee. It is right there. So one of the things I've noticed is a boost of energy. And we all know to get in your highest alignment, you need that energy. Um, My gut health has been totally improved. I've been actually sleeping better. And it's also a great product because Everyday Dose is GMO-free. It's keto, it's dairy-free, it's gluten-free, and it is USDA organic ingredients. So what I would love to invite you to do is try it for a week, completely free. So go over to my special link as an affiliate. It's emilyarons.com forward slash start dose that will get you started on your one week trial. You just pay for shipping. So you'll get to experience the awesomeness that is everyday dose at no risk. Again, emilyarons.com forward slash start dose. You'll thank me later. So let's sort of open up the conversation around mediumship, if we could kind of segue into that, you know, when you talk, well, actually I'm going to hold off on that. I'm getting a wait. So with the, (laughs) with the specific guides for particular areas in your business, I'd love to talk about that. And there's in my Oracle deck, the angels in your biz Oracle, there's cards that say, you know, your marketing, your guides will create the strategy and like literally written on the card and social media or soulmate clients, like they're all here waiting. Like, and it's very much that conversation about your guides are here to do this work for you. So you don't have Mm -hmm. to do the heavy lifting. You know, it's something that I talk about and teach my students around, you know, connecting intuitively, opening up as a channel, asking what is it that they require listening to me from me today, or what's the message I need to write about in my emails. Would you say that that's kind of the same thing of talking to your guides or do you specifically call in, I'd like the email marketing guide or how do you, how do you do? I like how you're doing it. I think you can get great insight. What can be really helpful is when you're having those meetings with your guides, you know, that five to 15 minutes. So a lot of questions I get, you know, do I call them in by name or, you know, what do I say? And I'll say, if you know their name, great, call them in. But what I do is I say, I welcome my personal teachers and guides. I welcome my business guides. And then I'll talk to them a little separately. So I'll talk to my personal guides. And then when I turn my attention to my business guides, I'll say, hey, this is what's coming up. This is what I'm thinking about launching. These are the offers I'm considering. Can you give me insight on each one? Hmm. And then when I'm sitting down for an email or I'm sitting down for something, I'll ask for any guidance coming in from my guides. And I'll ask specifically for someone to help inspire me to write. So for me, generally speaking, it'll be like a storyteller guide, usually when I'm doing emails. But if you feel like you're struggling in your business, then call on a guide to help you with that. So if you say, you know, I'd really love to be on more podcasts, well, ask for PR specialist in your spirit guide team, and they'll start to connect you or inspire you to reach out to someone or find the right podcast picture kind of situation. So you'll start to see some of those gaps that you might feel are missing or that you don't feel very strong in personally. Mm. Well, obviously we can fill it with someone that could work for us in our business, but talk to your spirit guides first, Mm. because they will give you some insight and help guide you to that person that needs to work on your team or help give you some training on a different area. So I do like to talk to each one specifically, but it's okay if you don't, it just comes in really handy when you start to notice, hmm, I'm feeling like I'm not getting as much inspiration in this area. Maybe I need to call in a new guide. So I also am kind of hearing if you have a more linear, measurable, tangible goal, like I want to get on 50 podcasts this year or whatever that number is. You can reach out to your PR guides and say, can you help align me to 50 or more, Mm -hmm. you know, the aligned podcast for me? Yes, absolutely. And talking to your guide about, I will even get a little bit different with that and say, I really 
want to focus on connecting with 50 podcast hosts that are in full alignment. So I'll even mm-hmm. go a little bit more with it in detail, what I'm looking for. Like really specific. Yeah. 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 Just so that they are on that same page and then talking and counseling with your guides about, you know, what, what did we need to do here? Or what lesson are you trying to teach me here? Let's say you have an income goal and a launch or, or for the year and it's not hit. Then you can ask your guides, what am I missing? What did I not pay attention to? Or why did this happen? What's the lesson here? And don't forget to celebrate the wins. You know, sometimes we get stuck in the negativity place of this didn't work out versus your guides are saying, hey, we're trying to tell you to pivot. We're trying to, you know, put this other offer in front and you've kind of been neglecting it because you were so hardcore and completing this plan. (laughs) So I think pivoting is really important. You and I have talked about that with (laughs) launching in our business and spirit guides. Totally. Mm -hmm. Well, I love to talk about that because, you know, I, I know that both of us are very much in that same realm of like, if it doesn't feel good, you literally cannot force us to do it. You cannot. (laughs) And and you were just sharing with me before record is like you had to make a strong pivot in one of your recent launches and it does impact your team. And so for the people who maybe don't have a team yet or who feel really divinely guided to create this offer and to create this launch and they're doing what they thought they were supposed to do and it doesn't work out the way that, that they imagined it, I feel like there is like a real sweet spot here because I think that a lot of people get you know, less than results. And then they internalize it and feel really negative. I'm like, I thought I got this right. Why didn't it work out? What advice would you have for, for folks who are in that predicament? Yeah. So one channelers usually need to experience something before they decide if they were going to do it again. I know that this could sound like a general concept for anybody, but channelers need to actually go through the process to see what feels good while they're doing it more so than Sears, Owls, and Impasse. So one, that can be an experience that you really needed. Another lesson is a lesson. (laughs) It's a lesson that spirit wanted to see if you would do it, if you're ready to put yourself out there. And what's really interesting is even though the number of people that you had in your mind was like your goal, spirit might be saying, oh no, we connected you with the right people who are then going to help refer your program and expand to, you know, a mass following or whatever it is. It's more of, there's a bigger reason behind it. Mm -hmm. And there's more lessons that you need to know. So Sometimes I've had a launch, didn't go like I was hoping it would go, but spirit saying there's more here. There's more benefits coming down the road from this launch. You were guided for a reason Mm. and you just kind of let your ego perhaps try to pick a number of, of why it needed to work. And one of the things I've noticed too, is that we get too focused on money coming in through a certain launch or a certain way versus letting money come in through all the different ways that spirit's showing. So spirit can say, you know, you did this launch and now people are on your email list to Mm -hmm. then buy your higher ticket programs. And it's still going to be the same amount that you asked for. Right, right. (laughs) Just wasn't in the lower ticket program, but but it's all coming through the same funnel. (laughs) So they might go, what's wrong with it? (laughs) We gave you what you asked for. So you're making me think of a couple questions here. So one is yesterday I was hosting a, a class and somebody said, I oftentimes manifest money through my husband, but I have a trouble when it's directly connected to me and my work. And for me, I was like, well, listen, it's coming to you. It's still coming to you. But I think there's also something there that you can look at your container of how much you can actually tolerate receiving. If you can't tolerate receiving and you're manifesting that money and it's coming in, like, you know, it's like, it's going to come in one way or another. Like if there's a crack there, it's like, oh, there it is coming in over here. So I don't know. Do you have anything more (laughs) valuable about to share with this, like with this thought? Because, and I've had clients too, where it's like, we start working together. Like my goal is to make $10,000 a month. And then all of a sudden this inheritance shows up. They're like, well, I meant in my business. I'm like, So you got the, I don't, I don't, are we complaining about $10,000 right now? (laughs) So exactly. 
maybe you could elaborate. Yeah, I would say the same thing with, I would look at why are you resisting receiving? But also it could be kind of this block of, I feel bad receiving money through my business when I'm helping people or feel like a bad person if I personally receive money in it. And it's an energy thing where it's more of, you know, I feel better if it's coming in over here and maybe you feel like a a bad person, you know, to receive money. So I think it's a deeper block, but also on a spiritual realm, I do feel that when that happens, spirit's also wanting you to look at the relationship with your husband of, okay, what are we together supposed to do? What lesson together am I supposed to learn here? And this can also be a beautiful lesson that the two of you are great manifestors together. So how can I incorporate my husband into this manifesting practice and do this even more? So it was interesting because my husband and myself, we kind of noticed this theme where I tend to be the better receiver and he's the better giver. So if we work as a team, we can just amplify more of our intuitive abilities, more messages, more signs as well. So it can also be a little deeper of a, oh, what's the karmic connection or spiritual connection? Or how can we better utilize this energy to work in our favor, which is really nice. I love that. Do you work with specific goal setting guides? Are there goal setting guides that you work with to establish like those numbers? I'll talk to my business guides. So I'll talk to my business guides and teachers and say, Hey, you know, I would really like a business specialist, kind of like a COO, (laughs) my spirit team for my business. And we'll talk about what's working, what's not working and what the goals are. But what's worked really well for me is instead of focusing on the numbers, I'll focus on the people. So I'll say, you know, I am so excited to help and impact X amount of people in in this program. And I've just noticed a different shift and it tends to make more of a powerful connection because I'm connected more into my purpose rather than the money it's going to bring me. So it's almost like a little mind trick, but it's also like connecting with the energy that, that matters and why... I'm doing it for my purpose. Yeah. Not that money's bad. It just gives a little bit more energy there. Yeah. I feel the same exact way. When I have an impact goal of humans, I have little tricks that I'll do for myself of like holding an actual space for the people. And when I get into running numbers and calculating like how many people with what product and how much equals that. And I go like, I I get weird. And I tell my team that like, just don't make me get weird. Like, let's just focus on the impact. And that to me is like exponentially lighter for me as well. But I mean, I look at numbers. I don't look at numbers. I'm a bookkeeper. Like I'm looking at data, but just as far as this goal setting, it's just exponentially easier for me. So let's, let's now, now I'm getting the okay for let's, let's talk about mediums. And before we were recording, I was like, listen, Whitney, I am like basic level, not a medium. And I'll say like, oh, I'm not a medium, but something's coming up. And for, for me, it was like years ago, I was in this class about, you know, different types of intuition and we were doing Oh my gosh. Now I can't think of what the word is. Uh, Oh, wow. It's totally when you hold an object and psychometry, thank you there as like, it's like science psychometry. So um, I had never done it before. And we're in this class of like 25 people in person and we're kind of paired off and she has us close our eyes. And then the person we're working with, like puts the thing in your hand without looking at it. You just kind of feel the energy. And I was like, I was a natural. And at one point, one of the teachers was like, I'm literally watching all of the energy like flowing here. And I was like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. And I felt like that was a real easy way to connect with past loved ones for me. But Mm -hmm. when I'm in session, I will. And from that, I sort of learned that when I feel and sense experience past loved ones, I start to taste metal on my tongue and my tongue does this weird thing. And so like, it's almost like I'm licking a battery and I'll be in session or talking to somebody and all of a sudden my tongue will start doing a thing. And it's like, hold please. And I'll (laughs) sort of have to like shift my attention of like, is, 
is there somebody here? Hello? <laughs> and I'm like the worst. Like, I was like, I could do so much better if I had maybe more training, but I haven't. So, you know, I guess for people who are, who don't consider themselves mediums or who maybe are a little bit freaked out about what a medium is, can you kind of shed a little light on what mm-hmm. a medium is, what a medium does and kind of open up that conversation? Yeah. So I have to tell you a funny story before I talk about media. It's it's related. Okay. Yesterday, I was drinking a drink out of my water, just clear water, crystal glass. And as I'm taking a drink, I'm smelling and tasting wet dog. I don't have a dog <laughs> anymore here. And I had this overwhelming feeling to reach out to my friend. So I reached out and I said, you know, I really feel like your dog is in spirit. Um, and she used to love to go in the pool with her dog. I was like, I really feel like your dog's, you know, here. And she had lost her dog a couple months ago. Well, I didn't hear back from her for several hours. And she said, at the time that you sent me that message, I was helping my other dog transition into spirit. And it was such a beautiful message because that dog had come in to help her other dog at the same time. So we do get messages through tasting and smelling, but it seems weird, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, beautiful message. So I just wanted to say, if you're out there listening and you're like, I got some weird stuff going on, you know, it, it definitely does happen. Yeah. And Emily, I think it's really great that you get the calling card of do, 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 you know, loved one in spirit here. We're ready. So mediumship, <laughs> a lot of people think mediumship is just talking to loved ones in spirit, but it's not. So mediumship is talking to spirit guides. It's talking to loved ones in spirit as well. But generally speaking, the way I teach is you can talk to your loved ones through your guides and they can give you information about past, present, future, health, career, relationship, and whatever's going on with your family that's past or friends. The key definition of mediumship is the act of delivering spirit messages to others. So the key Mm. is that you need to relay messages to somebody else. Intuition is the act of connecting to loved ones and spirit guides, but for yourself, mediumship will be delivering others. So a lot of people in their business, when they say, Whitney, I want to talk to my spirit guides to help my clients to give more insight into what's going on. That's literally mediumship. Like you're giving a message right there. It's just, did I, okay, we're stopping. No, you're watching my head being blown away right now. What? I'm like, so what I've been doing is mediumship because I'm delivering messages for my clients. Okay. 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 Yeah. And the, okay. the difference is like psychic, for instance, is you connecting to somebody's mind mediumship is you talking to spirit and delivering messages from spirit to them. So yes. And, you know, we think of mediumship as the formal way and you can definitely do it the way that I built my business. And I went through two and a half year mediumship training and people can still be mediums without training, or you could just, you know, talk to spirit and give messages while you're like I have friends who get messages in their counseling sessions. So they know what next questions to maybe ask, you know, to better help people. So that's how it can flow into with mediumship. But when someone gets really interested about their loved ones in spirit, which I'm going to hone in on, or by the way, uh, pets in spirit, that's a thing too. Totally. You just need to ask for a loved one in spirit specialist. And your loved one and spirit specialist will go out to find the loved one and spirit that the client wants to talk to and will help you. And generally speaking, that loved one should be able to come in about 85% of the time in a reading or in a message. Hmm. They can't come through all the time for other reasons, but most of the time they can. Hmm. If you wanted to talk to pets and spirit, you can get a pets and spirit specialist. So there's all these different guides to help you. And I, one of the things I really feel guided to share is a lot of time mediums have trouble delivering the message. They're like, I'm seeing a red dot, you know, and a purple triangle and I'm feeling this and I know this and I don't know what it means. So ask for a delivery specialist. Your delivery specialist is like the coordinator 
and organizes all the messages. So it comes down the pipeline or down the conveyor belt. So Mm -hmm. you're like, I'm seeing this and this is what it means. I'm seeing this and this is what it means. So the more spirit guides that you can work with, the more understanding that you'll have. Of course, you don't want to ask for guides that you don't need, but it helps make things more organized. And the delivery specialist can give messages that are even hard to deliver. So if there's something that needs to come through and you're like, oh, I don't know how to say this. They can help you with the delivery of it too. I love that. I'm I'm also hearing just, you know, how specific you're calling in these guides for these specific tasks, which yeah. makes complete sense as well. I really love yeah. that. I think about it like your team on your business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have somebody for this and for that. And in your personal life, right? You have a doctor that you go see, you have a friend that you talk to, you have a teacher that you're learning a certain thing from. So in spirit, it, the thing is, I kind of demystify the spirit world. I think a lot of people want it to it be mystif- a little bit more mystical. I know. I know. I'm the same way. I'm like, it's just, it's just the thing. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's spirit. So you can work with that. So I think with your mediumship team, the three things they want to say is loved ones and spirit specialists, delivery specialists, and ask for a coordinator to help you with organizing all the messages to come through and to organize it, especially if you're going to be giving readings or messages in your business. Those are three guides that you probably want to ask for if you don't feel like you already have, but sometimes we already attract them. I've always been interested in astrology. So when I started giving readings, I'd be like, who's there's a Leo in your life that, you know, is, is a male around this age range. So it was just really interesting to see how that came through. Huh. That's so fascinating. Uh, well, this has definitely been insightful for me, knowing that apparently when I say I'm not a medium, I'm totally full of it because, in fact, I'm giving information, but that's okay. This is fine. I also love the story that you shared about the message from the dog and something that reminded me just recently, a friend of mine just had a baby. And one day I was thinking of her, she'd come over like a few days prior. And I was just thinking about her. And um, I said, you got this, you are amazing. And you so got this. And the next day I got a text message from her. She's like, oh my gosh, you're so intuitive. I was literally in labor at that time when you texted me and I was like, whoa, (laughs) like it's so like, it doesn't get old. And I'm always delighted to have those confirmations, but I will also just say to people, we don't always get those confirmations and it doesn't invalidate the messages that we get. And especially like through my certification, this is part of the process of teaching people, you know, just trust implicitly. If you are getting that pink dot and circle and whatever, you're like, okay, so maybe I am having difficulty right now, but maybe that does make sense later for them, Mm -hmm. or maybe it will click a little bit later for you and you can give a more clear answer. I was just watching my students practice sessions from over the weekend. And one of them said, you know, the one thing I want to share with you is before the session, I got this really strong image of a maple tree and all the leaves were bright red. And I'm not really sure what that says, but, and then she just went into this full channeling and it was like, listen, lady, like give yourself (laughs) some damn credit. And then her client on the other side is like, well, first of all, I have maples in my house and I love maples and it's my favorite time of the year when they turn this color, blah, blah, like all this validation. And it's like, okay, can we just like stop the, I don't know. like, this is, this is, it's okay. You got this. And I think Mm -hmm. I'm sure you say that with your students too, is like, I'm not sure what this means, but blah, 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 blah. And they just open up this incredible dialogue that is so like, you can feel all the energy with it. Oh yeah. And the great thing is when all that energy comes out, the reason a lot of my students feel like they don't trust it is because it's so easy. Like they're expecting it to be hard or they're expecting it to be this booming voice that comes down like, (laughs) hello, this is what it is. And it's like, no, just go with it and go with the flow. But I did want to share a tip. So if you're out there and you feel like I got the pink dot, <laughs> oh, I don't know what it means. What I'd invite you to do, especially if you're a channeler, but I'm going to invite you to, instead of kind of squinching up, because that's 
what happens when somebody's like, well, I don't understand that. What does it mean? Or you don't understand it. Your brain tries to make sense of it. And when you're giving messages, you really need to come from a clear mind. Like you're not, mind needs to be clear before you're doing mediumship or any kind of intuitive message. So I'd invite you to have the thought of when I feel, what does it mean? I'm going to relax even further. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to slouch in my chair. I'm going to kind of, I don't want you to imagine because then that involves your brain. But what I'm going to tell you, it's like spirits bringing you the grapes, feeding you the grapes. So it's like, I'm going to relax. I'm going to clear my mind even more. And I'm going to get the meaning of it. And spirit likes to piece together things. So you might see the pink dot, but then all of a sudden, you know, the meaning Yes. or you hear the meaning or you feel the meaning and just invite yourself to relax even more. Cause a lot of times our mind likes to snapshot. And then that's when all the trouble starts. Like (laughs) maybe it means this, or, you know, maybe it means this. I was doing one of my first readings in a psychic fair years ago. And I was talking to this woman and I saw two plus two equals four. Then if I tried to figure that out, I could have come up with a lot of meanings, like you're a math teacher, an accountant or whatever. And so I just relaxed, let my mind be clear. And the knowing came out and it was, living situation. And I said, okay, so there's four people in your house, but there's two couples that live together. And she looked at me like I had spied on her with a video camera. She's like, yes, really know that your symbols have meaning behind them. Just relax into the meaning. I love that. This has been so much fun. I'm sure the listeners are going to feel the same way. If, if you've learned something, you've gotten a great tip, would you please screenshot this, share it with us over on Instagram. Tell some of your friends to go listen who've been curious about mediumship and intuition and psychic abilities and talking to guides. Like, Just share it. Like, The more people who can hear this and truly connect with how it's very light and grounded for us. You know, this is a, this is not a scary conversation. This is very easy and light. And we want to just continue to spread that energy because I really feel that more people have these abilities and can, you know, work on them even more if they can just give themselves permission to have a little playful fun with it as well. So We're going to be putting some great links in the show notes, how to connect with Whitney, how to get her planner, and really the the main place where people connect with you is messengerofspirit.com. Is that what you are on other social media places as well? Yes. You can find me over on Instagram at messengerofspirit. I'd love for you to DM me. Let me know your ahas. And since you're listening to this podcast, you can also check out mine. Emily is a guest on my podcast as well. And it's spiritual and ambitious. And uh, like she said, she'll put my free spirit guide meeting planner out for you so that you can know what to say <laughs> when you meet with your guides for those five to 15 minutes. I love that. I, I've had so much fun chatting with you again. And that podcast that I did for on your podcast, that was super fun as well. So we'll just keep doing more of these and get together. So you guys need to, as a note, like it's good to expand your psychic friends network. <laughs> it's really, it's always fun. I love that. It's it sounds like one of those actual networks, right? So I, I yes. love that. Do you remember? I mean, I'm totally dating myself, but do you remember back in the day when people would have like a hotline? It was their psychic oh, yeah. friends network. So this is the real version of the psychic that friends is. network. And I have to say, psychic friends network is the best. Having friends who are very highly sensitive and spiritual make the best friends, to be honest. So I a hundred percent agree. I also think that, you know, we get to be our true authentic selves. Not that I don't, I feel like everybody should be their true authentic selves, but it's just nice to talk to somebody that gets you. It's like, I was talking to spirit the other day and it's totally normal. Yeah. Just, just a random Thursday. That's a conversation that we have. All right, listeners. Thank you so much. Make sure that you leave us a little DM, share review, give a nice little thumbs up or stars or wherever you're at something nice and pay it forward. Share it with somebody you love. Thanks for being here and we'll see you on the next episode.